couple years down the road, you're working on a project, a, a documentary you're working on. You're making a documentary about uh, teens who stalked famous teens. So like uh, you and you interview like a lot of the famous teens from when, you know, uh, you were younger or, you know, mostly it's mostly like 90s era people. You interview uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Evan Sawa. You know that guy from that movie? What was the movie? Idle Hands. He was like a teen heartthrob. I don't know. You know, you might we might be a little off the mark in in, in regards to when I was age. No, but like his, he's historically like a famous. He was like a famous that, hot teen. Yeah, you know? famous he hot teen heartthrobs. Okay, yeah. through the ages. So you you interview because that's like it got a little weird when when the internet happened. You know, like Aaron, you know, you're strongly on the mark with this. This is a subject I have a lot of interest in. Well, and that's what drew you to the project. You know, absolutely. So you you know you. You're looking into like these these people. You know, there, there's a lot of stories where they were written in like a very innocent manner. You know, like uh, there's one story. It's uh, sorry, what was that? Are you talking about fanfic? No, this is like a news. So you're like you're like researching like these people, and there's a story out there where um, uh, Ryder Strong from Boy Meets World tells a story about how when he went to uh he's like uh yeah i was at a pet smart i was buying a gecko and uh the next thing i knew and he just like tells this whole story about how like this this like girl mobbed him in the middle of pet smart and uh people were just kind of like standing there like laughing like oh look at how cute this is you know he's like kind of he's like yeah it was pretty fucking terrifying you know yeah uh, but yeah. it's written as like writer can't keep the girls off of him and there's like a picture yeah. of him clearly frightened and he's yeah like, so there's a teen girl trying to kiss him you know yeah the idea is that a, a teen girl is no threat and can be no threat exactly so there's just like it's like that uh you know the, that kind of stuff and so you you start like making a list of people you want to ask mm -hmm. who are who are some uh who are some heartthrobs across the ages that you'd like to that you'd like to talk to about this I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas is a big one. I always wonder about um, Justin Timberlake around the time that NSYNC went from playing malls to yeah. playing like amphitheaters, you know? Like when they got on TRL. Yeah, but like okay. right before they got on TRL. Like when they were touring malls, like yeah. hardcore touring malls. Um, I, uh, I would love to talk to uh, Cole Sprouse. Mm -hmm. who is was a for, was a child actor then uh you know i guess teen i guess heartthrob but i guess i don't know i think he's in his like 20s now yeah so i don't really know what he did when he was an actual teenager i don't know if he like did any acting in between being a child actor on that disney channel show and then mm -hmm. now being on riverdale but yeah very interested in that um, I think he qualifies as a as a teen heartthrob. <sighs> hmm. Yeah, I would start so there. You make like 
you spend like you're obviously going to research this project, you know. So you spend like a really long time like formulating a list of you know of people that you like you want to talk to. Uh, you know, you you manage to like set up a handful of meetings. You're like working on like the bigger names, you know, but you you manage to talk to a couple of uh, less prominent heartthrobs. I think I would also at this point probably look into, uh, I would learn more than I currently know about K-pop because I think that's where the teen heartthrobs are now. Yeah. So you're, it's, it's kind of like a piece that changes where you're talking about the evolution of, of, uh, heartthrobs and those who throb in return. You know? mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, your documentary is called those who throb in return. That's a working title. Yeah, it works. So you, uh, you know, you decide you're gonna you're gonna talk to some people. You, uh, <clears throat> you go through. Like you said, you set up some meetings. You, uh, you're wanting to get like, like, hey, what do you know about these people? Because ultimately, you want to focus on those who throb in return. Uh, you know, right. the people who are after the heartthrobs. So you're kind of like trying to. That's you're starting with the 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 throbs themselves. Yeah. So the, the first, start. so the first person that you get on the show is, uh, uh, you get, you get Fred Savage to come on the show. Right. Whoa. So Fred Savage was, you know, obviously like the wonder years, but, uh, he was like cute boy on the block kind of a thing. And there were a lot of young ladies who pined to hold the hand of Fred Savage all across America. Mm -hmm. turns out you got a friend who knows his manager they get it set up you guys go meet at a uh, at a starbucks fred savage sits down across from you at a starbucks he's got a uh he's got like the, the biggest size you know like i don't know what the the word is for it. a huge one yeah he gets he's got like the biggest size but it's like one of those uh it's like a, it's basically like a milkshake with a bunch of whipped cream on top of it and he's got like, oh, a big wow. thick straw yeah he know? like really went for it yeah so he sits down and he goes, uh, he's like, yeah, my, my manager said, you know, you wanted to talk about kind of my experience as like a heartthrob and like, uh, what it was like to have women like constantly throwing themselves at me, you know, he takes yeah. a long drink off that fucking, it's like, it's like a, some kind of a frappa thing, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. coffee in it. He doesn't drink coffee, but it's just like, it's like. 1200 oh, 1300 like calories yeah like it's, it's pretty something. much like a milkshake yeah yeah but you know he doesn't feel bad about it because he's at the bucks That's so you're true. sitting there with him what am i drinking tea hot tea yeah it's cold out you just uh you had a little bit of a cold so you need something to just kind of knock all the shit loose in your head you know yeah 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 so you're sipping that hot tea across from Fred Savage. Gotta keep my head clear while I'm talking to Fred Savage. He, uh, you kind of like open your mouth to ask a question. His phone rings and the, the phone says Ben Savage and it's got a picture of his brother, but it's him from like, it's the two of them arm in arm. Like, uh, when they were kids, like on the set of a movie, like, uh, the one they did with Howie Mandel where he's a monster, little monsters. So it's just like, you know, it's like, he's like, I'm sorry, it's my brother, Ben Savage. And he takes a quick call from Ben. You know, he uh, still sips on his drink the whole time. You're kind of just like put off by it. You're like, why would anybody want to stalk this guy? Finally, 
end his call and he goes okay he goes i have 30 minutes i'm an open book what do you want to know um what is uh what is one of the scariest encounters that you ever had with a fan as well uh this is 1996 i was in a sports authority i was getting some cleats for uh, an indoor soccer league i was going to play in you know how old were you at the time he was time it's he was i he was i looked like i was a child you know what i mean okay he, i make a note yeah he doesn't like to discuss his age but it's because he, he's very youthful in his appearance well I'm, I'm taking notes so like on my computer i like look at his wikipedia real quick and like mm -hmm. figure out how old he would have been so he tells you he's like uh so it's 1996 i found these uh these soccer cleats i went into the dressing room i don't like changing in front of others i don't want people to see my feet i went into the dressing room and a sports authority employee followed me in there she aggressively kissed me up against the window it broke it uh it cut uh it cut a slice down my back he takes his shirt off and shows you like a shoulder to, uh, yeah he uh, shows you he like pulls a shirt up over his back and he shows, he's got like a back length scar. He goes, this is from a mirror that broke when I was aggressively kissed by a fan. Whoa. So you're like, what the fuck? Right. He just drinks. He kind of like zones off for a second. He just drinks the rest of that drink. And it was wow. probably three quarters full. It was yeah. at least an 800 calorie drink. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like just cold, but it hasn't yeah. melted. Yeah. So he, uh, you know, he, he like reveals some like really like interesting stuff and like scary, you know, scary stuff. Yeah. And you yeah, ask yeah. him, you're like, was there any? Do you like remember anything about them? And he, uh, he looks, he kind of looks down at his empty cup. Yeah, uh, swirls the straw across the bottom, scraping at the bits of whatever was down there. Clearly lost in another time and another place. And he says, you know, it was uh. There's one there's one girl who was very relentless. Her name was uh Angelique Delf uh Delfarbo. Angelique Delfarbo was notorious. Right? She was like a, a notorious like teen stalker, you know? She would just oh, go like, around She stalked other teen heartthrobs. Oh yeah, yeah. She oh, was sort of famous in her in herself. Sorry. Uh, who else did she stalk? So we'll see. She uh, she's kind of like stalked throughout the years. You know what I mean? Uh, she was just kind of always up against the line of it being criminal. She hit under the guise of like, "I'm just getting signatures. I'm just getting signatures and pictures." But wow. she would like send like very aggressively written letters. So she uh, so she, let's see. She hit she hit up the entire. Uh, home improvement cast. So she's like a serial stalker. Yeah, yeah. Or does she, she do like groups at, at a time? She focuses mostly on uh, family sitcoms. That's kind okay. of like her her niche of what she goes after. Cool. Um, there was somebody wrote an article about her. They called her uh, the, the, like the woman who meets all the stars, and they did an article about her in uh, People magazine. And mm -hmm. you know they were talking to her and. She's like, what do you think about uh, current heartthrob Devin Sawa, who we've already mentioned once? And she just put her thumb down. She goes, I stick to the tube, lady. She did not stalk people that were not on television. If you were a movie star, fuck off. If you were an athlete, kiss my ass. But Only television. 
only like family comedies. So she had like the whole, you know, TGIF run, uh, you know, Jaleel White uh, wrote about her in his, uh, in his fucking biography. Did I do that? Yes, I did. The story of Jaleel White. Um, so there's like, if there's like a, huh? If I did that by OJ Simpson. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're always right next to each other at every bookstore. There's just like people just put them side by side. If I did that, if I did that, you know, <laughs> yeah. His, uh, Stefan Urkel is like OJ Simpson and he's like a French yeah, guy, yeah. you know, he murdered his wife and her lover. So, <laughs> so it's okay to make fun of OJ, OJ, not Jaleel White. No, no, no. If he had, he would have written about it in, did I do that? Yes, I did. The story of Jaleel White. So point being, uh, Vegetables? Yes. Not Bill, but like the the kids, you know. Only the kids? Yeah, just just the kids. That not was not the case on Home Improvement. She spent uh she spent a summer in Cabo with uh with uh Al Borland. Whoa. She made him wear the plaid the whole time. He wasn't allowed to do anything with his beard. He had to. He had to wear a tool belt. But you know that was like a consensual thing. But she was just around. Okay, so some of these were, some of these went further than just a one-way stalker, stalker to star relationship. Well, that's somewhere. how somewhere. That's how he met her was through her stalking. But you know, like when when she was when she was stalking, it was purely stalking. You know, and then you but, know what? Then what? They started to fuck. Yeah. So what happened was, uh, it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas's, uh, 13th birthday. Okay. And Richard Karn, he goes, he buys a big fucking RC car. It was like 250 bucks, but what are you going to get JTT? You know, mm -hmm. you can't just show up with a fucking Lego set. You got to go all out. So he buys like this $250 RC car. It's a bottle of wine for the family. He drives over there. As he's walking up, he kind of fixes his hair, gets out of his car, and he sees the stalker like in a tree, like on a tree limb, and she's like hanging there, like that cat from that poster, and she's like, "Help, help!" And Richard Carr just like sets the the car down, and he like catches her just before she falls, and they kind of like laugh, and they go, "Huh," you know. They uh, they meet that day, they exchange numbers, and you know they spend Whoa. a summer, they spend a, a summer in paradise together. So creepy. So you like, uh, you know, you, you talk to, you talk to, you know, Fred Savage, you eventually get Ben Savage, you get the, you get the home improvement guys and, uh, I get them all to talk. They, everybody talks to you. Yeah. Because when, as soon as you, as soon as you mention her, people are just like, man, this lady was insistent and like aggressive. And they all just kind of tell this, this clearly story. the subject of my documentary now. Yeah. So it slowly evolves into like who who are who is this class of people into who is this person? Right. And much uh better. I'm sorry, what? Sounds like a much better documentary. Well that's you know, you that you know and you're open to that. You know, you never know how things are gonna twist and turn and how they'll change and, and meld. Sometimes, you know, all you need is one character to really show you all the different parts of the world. That's true. So you, you look her up, right? 
you, you find her like through court records. She had legally after like the People magazine thing came out, there was a bit of backlash, and uh, she like legally changed her name. She like moved, like she just kind of like fell off the map, and everybody kind of. Everybody kind of like says, yeah, like, once it stopped, it stopped. Like we haven't seen, like nobody's heard from her in like a long time. So she hasn't stalked anyone in a long time as far as they know. As far as they know. Yeah. Okay. So you look her up, you're like, you find out she, she changed her name to, uh, uh, Gloria Fillmore. Okay. She lives in, uh, she lives in a place called Waukesha, Wisconsin. So you, you fly up there, right? Yeah. You manage to like find her just through social media, through resources you have, friends you have. You find out where she lives, what she does, just kind of what her life is like. But and I have not reached out to her to contact her. Correct. Okay, I'm just researching. So you research and you're like, this is this is the person we have to talk to. This is the mm-hmm. person, this is this is the story. Yeah, but it kind of seems like she doesn't I mean, you know, unless she's like going by another name now, it seems like she kind of stopped doing it. So I don't now I feel weird about going to this person, you know. Yeah. It feels like I get the sense that she wants to put her past behind her. And sure. I would like to support her in that. But I'm also very interested to meet her and maybe she has something to say about it. So you kind of have this crisis of consciousness, <laughs> you know, like you're just like fuck, what am I going to, you know, the the filmmaker in me wants to like talk to this person, but the human being in me is like, well, maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, if she's not still doing this stuff, it you know, it's it sounds like she tried to make a big, you know, make a new life. Yeah, and you know that's good. You know, yeah. she could she could have kept just stalking more and more people, and you know, yeah, and jail or something, you know, hurt somebody for real. So you uh, you wind up like you go to you go to Waukesha, right? You're like, well, I'll get there. And we'll, we'll see how I feel. Cause you're really like 50, 50 on it. Okay. You, uh, you fly into like green Bay, you know, always wanted to go there. You, uh, get a rental car, drive to Waukesha. Exciting for me. Never been to Wisconsin. Home of the cheese curds. I read so much about the cheese. It's everywhere. You definitely stop right away. You get a plate of curds. It's exactly how you think it's going to be, you know? Yeah. You're sitting there in this diner, just kind of thinking about it. You look around and you're like, you know what? I feel like I was brought here. Like a fistful of curds. Yeah. So you, uh, you feel like, you know, I'm brought here. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'll just reach out and say, Hey, Here's what I'm doing. If you want to be a part of it, great. If you want to see what people talked about, I'm willing to show you that, you know. So you 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 have her email address, you send her an email, right? Within 20 minutes, she responds. And she says, 
Uh, she goes, I haven't, uh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. She goes, I can't believe how silly I was, but it's kind of funny, you know, in hindsight, like she goes, I think I really had a problem. She's like, you know what? I'd love to talk about it. She gives you an address. She goes, uh, here's my house. Because it's me and, and my mother. We live here. Um, come on by. She goes, I'll be home all evening. So you get the email. You pay your tab. You go to the hotel that you uh, you checked into. You're kind of like, holy shit, this is it. You start yeah. prepping, right? You start like, you know, you, you're getting like footage clips and stuff together. And just to, to present kind of what people have said. And you want to be honest with her. So you go to her house, right? Oh, wait. Hold on one second. I'm sorry. Um, I had to start a new recording. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to clap again. Okay. Give me one second. Go ahead. One, two, three. Got it. All right. I'm going to leave all that in. And you're good? Oh, yeah. Cool. So you go to her house, right? You got like a bag with your computer and stuff. Uh, you walk up to the, the door and you knock on it. A woman comes to the door. She looks to be like, at this point, in her 40s, you know? Just dressed very plainly. She has uh, medium-length brown hair tied up she opens the the screen door and she goes sarah you say gloria she goes yeah so just come on in so you walk inside you hear a woman's voice call from upstairs who's that right and she's like mom it's just it's uh it's my friend sarah and she says uh i never heard of a sarah like she's clearly unhappy you're there yeah and she then she just screams get the fuck out of my house and gloria just kind of like rolls her eyes she's like come on it's fine all right so i you're rolled kinda just it. you're just kind of like subject to like every now and then there's just kind of like abusive language coming from her you know what i mean it's like very uncomfortable to be in it's like an uncomfortable family setting to to kind of sit through uh yeah. you never you never let it derail you it doesn't okay. affect Gloria. She's used to it. She's like, yeah, let's just go. All right. So over the course of like several hours, you go through all of this footage with her and you, you like ask her all of these questions and you get and answers. Reactions. Huh? Am I like filming her reactions or yeah. are we just talking? You're filming everything. She answers everything. She's very candid. Oh, right. You froze for me. Hold on. Okay. There we go. There we go. I All hear right. you now. Cool. Okay. So, so we're going the footage. You go through the footage, you ask her all your questions. She gives like four, like a four hour interview, incredibly candid. She doesn't hold anything back. She gives details on all of it. She talks to you about uh, Richard Karn and their toward month. You know, it's just summer in Cabo. So uh, you get a lot of details. You know, Richard Karn is as hairy as you think. 
So, you know, there's just like a lot of information that you take in. You, you film all of it. Yeah, it's pretty intense. So you have this like great interview. You know what I mean? Just this like great. incredible thing where you're like, fuck, did I just, did I just get most of what I need? You know? Yeah. She, uh, she hands you like, she like goes, she goes, I'll be right back. And she runs upstairs and you hear her mom like yell at her. And you're just like, fuck, this poor lady like has been subjected to like, probably a lifetime of trauma from this person. Like she's, she's being, she's being so rude and so mean, wishing she would die. Like just really, really intense stuff. You know, Gloria comes back down. She kind of wipes her eyes. She goes, I'm sorry. You had to hear that. She's, she's really bad today. She goes, but here, take this. And she gives you like a, like a manila envelope, right? You open it and it's just like press clippings. It's like, little things that she put together little collages of her favorite boys you know mm. and it's just like the fucking mother load that shows every i mean it shows everything you know it shows yeah it's an instant snapshot into the mind of that person at that time so you're already envisioning like how this is going to end the credits are going to roll and there's going to be music and then these collages kind of pop up you know yeah you're envisioning the whole thing so you take the uh you take the folder, you go back to your hotel room, right? You spread every single piece of paper out on the bed and you're like looking at it. You're just like, what the fuck do I have here? You're going through all, like I said, handmade drawings, a lot of collages look like ransom letters, you know, just like, every, mm-hmm. just like that kind of stuff. And you're going through just like, what the fuck is all this? Just amazed. You're, you're reading everything. You're, mm-hmm. you're just pouring over this material. You get to a page and it's, uh, it looks like an, looks like an old, old piece of paper, you know? And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like rough to your touch and you pick it up and there's a, there's a phrase in Latin on it. Mm-hmm. And you, you just kind of like read the phrase, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you read the phrase and you kind of put the paper down because you're suddenly eclipsed by a shadow. You turn around and there's a, there's a figure standing in the hotel room with you. Uh, he's about eight feet tall. He's fire engine red. He has uh, yellow eyes. Fuck you, dude. Eyes like the, the worst piss you've ever had. You know what I mean? Just like after a night of drinking and Taco Bell, just like that piss. He's got rows of razor sharp teeth. Uh, Cloven hose. Two horns pop out of the top of his head. He's wearing an open Tommy Bahama shirt and a pair of gross ass jorts. Like real, like jorts that have been worn for an entire summer and haven't been cleaned, you know? Yeah. Just those jorts. Mm -hmm. And he looks at you and uh, he's got a fucking joint in his mouth. He's got sunglasses on. And he goes, Oh fuck! He was he really? He goes, I was just about to spark this up. What do you say to him? What's your name? He uh, sort of like snaps his hooves, you know, like he does like a snap with his hose. A flame shoots out from the end of his hoof. He lights his fucking joint. Mm-hmm. He takes a big drag off of it. And he goes, "Name's." bar dog as he uh as he exhales he exhales all the smoke and it just spells out bar dog what does it smell like 
the fucking most delicious weed you've ever smelled in your whole fucking life. Mm. Right? You look at it, it smells like berries, you know? Yeah. And you look at it, you look at the joint and you see that he kind of like locks eyes with you and he goes, you want some? Um, yeah. He, uh, he gives you this joint. You take a hit off of it. You're immediately as high as you've ever fucking been right immediately like instantly you go these are the world's this is like the world's best joint yeah and he looks almost as if he's looking off camera and he winks and he goes don't you know it wow okay what's going on here so he goes he goes look uh name's bar dog i'm a demon from hell and you summoned me when you read that thing He's like, the only way I can get back is if I do something worthy of going to hell. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not from here. You got any ideas? Bardog, you sound a lot like Jake Forrest. He kind of laughs. He goes, I know a guy on ice. <laughs> and he kind of thinks about it. He goes, you know, actually, uh, I think I know most of them. Or I, I will. Well, why don't you just smiles. do that then? If you want to go to hell. He, he goes, do what? Just he's like, he, uh, he spits on the ground, fucking burns a hole in the carpet. He goes, he gets like right in your face. He goes, don't you ever call me a fucking cop. And then he takes a hit off that joint. He blows the weed smoke right in your face and he laughs. And he kind of like flops down on the bed. He goes, what's on the tube? Once again, um, his jorts, his jorts are so dirty, you know this stuff's gonna like wipe off onto the sheets. Oh my god. Gross. Um like a he has George to like a mechanic. It looks like a mechanic wore them, but this guy has never been underneath the hood of a car, if you know what I mean. Okay. So what what why are you here? He's like, you summoned me, dude. He was How did I do that? You read the he was you read the thing and he okay. pulled up this piece of paper and it's in Latin. You had uh, you had all those things spread out on the bed, and he kind of looks at it and he goes, "What the fuck kind of shit are you into, lady?" He kind of laughs. He, he goes, "This rules." You don't know about this. He goes, "We don't have this shit where I'm from." And he looks at you and he goes, "You know, hell." Um. Okay. I don't. I don't really yeah. want to become involved with a demon from hell. He's like, "Then help me get back there." Well, you know, there's a lot of things you can do if you want to go to hell. What's bad enough to go to hell? Is that what you're asking me? Yeah. But then he's kind of laughing. Like, you're, you have, like, footage pulled up, and uh, you're, like, watching the footage of, of Gloria, and kind of, like, and he's like, what, the, what is this shit? He kind of, like, hits the play button on your computer. He's, okay. just, he's just looking to hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, first of all, please don't touch my computer. Um, like, Sorry. I give him some snacks because he needs some snacks. And at this point, I need some snacks. You, what kind of snacks do you give him? Um, what do I have? So you... I, uh, I'm in the fucking hotel room. You open up the... Uh, you open up... There's like a little... There's like a little mini bar in there. We have to go to the gas station. And he's like, dude, I am not able to move. He's like, he goes, okay. he goes what's your favorite snack? Um... I go for some cheesy puffs. He kind of, he thinks about it and he kind of snaps his hooves. You just got like a fucking 
one of those fucking Costco jugs of cheesy puffs, like the five yeah. gallon ones. You look yeah. over, he's he's spinning a funion on his hoof. Oh my god. He kind of throws it up in the air. He sticks his long forked tongue out like a frog, catches it, and he goes, God damn, I love funions. He pulls another joint out from behind his ear, he lights it. He blows or he blows a, an O through a funion. <laughs> Pretty sick. And you, you say that and he goes, Target practice. And then he, he he has he holds the joint out to you again. You take it? I don't know. I don't think goes, I should. Come on. I don't Just know. Just for fun. No, because then I'm not gonna eat. I'm not gonna eat this fucking health food. He goes fine. More for me. And he like throws the joint up in the air. Like it like flips a bunch of times, and he catches it perfectly on his bottom lip. All right, he, cool. Howdy, he, bitch. Do you tell him? Uh, so he asked you about the the documentary. Do you tell him about it? No, he's gonna fuck with this lady. I don't want to fuck with this lady. I want to protect her. So and also the people in the documentary. None so of you're them like, are, are bad, you know. None of them like yeah. could get involved with this demon from hell. who's gonna do something really bad. So he tells you like, uh, he's like, I'm here to be respectful. He goes, I'm not gonna do anything to anybody. He's like, I'm just hanging out. Just want to have a good time, you know? You okay. Play, I mean, right? You start watching the interview. I guess it's better that he's just be here hanging out than like yeah. going to fucking murder somebody. You know, that's good. Sure. So you're, uh, you got the, uh, the documentary on, right? And you're talking to Gloria and there's a break and you hear her mom just like hurl a string mm-hmm. of obscenities and just say some really terrible shit. And Gloria kind of comes back in. Like I said, she was like wiping her eyes. It's all on. It's all on. It's all on video. Yeah. Bar dog kind of sits up in bed. He puts sunglasses up over his horns. He goes, that's it. What? He's like, mother should never be that rude to her daughter. He looks at you. He goes, I know I'm getting back to hell. What are you going to do? I'm not going to say you're going to live. He goes, look, you know life would be better off for that lady without her mom. You know that. And he kind of like, he kind of like puts his hoof in front of the TV and there's like a holographic image of Gloria that pops out. And there's like a list that just sort of populates and it talks about all the childhood trauma she experienced at the hands of her mother. Mm -hmm. And he goes, he's like, we got a file on that lady a mile long. He goes, I'd be doing both of you guys a favor. He goes, nobody has to know. How bad is that, Liz? There's like seven or eight different instances just on the first page of like uh, her kicking a cat. There's just like a lot of like emotional trauma to her her daughter. Mm. Um, There's that says, uh, there's one that says sixth grade dance. And you can like click on it and a little like thing pops out and it plays what happened. It's like she was there at the sixth grade dance and uh, she was dancing with a a boy. His name was. Fault Gortman and he they were like they were dancing in sixth grade style arms all the way out you know mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, her mom just came like barging in in like a fucking robe and rollers and just like humiliated her in front of everybody and started like spanking her in front of her classmates it was just, like it's like really terrible shit you know like Carrie stuff it's awful so Bardog kind of flips his glasses down he goes what's the address
Did you give it to him? No, he can find it out himself. So you tell him that? You go, I'm you like, can find dude, it yourself. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not going to help you. Yeah. So he goes, hell, you'll figure it out, you know? He goes, can I take this? And he holds up a copy of the People Magazine article with Gloria's face on it. You can make a copy of it. He was all right. He uh, takes his sunglasses off. His eyes shoot out beams of light and it kind of like scans it up and down and one just materializes in his other hoof. He's like, all right. He goes, sorry, dude, this has been real fun. You seem real chill, but I got shit to do back in hell. He's like, uh, if you ever come down, say hey. We'll do, man. Thanks for the thanks for the bud. He uh he wipes his funny hands off on his jorts, and he gives you like a fist pound. Cool. You fist pound him, and he disappears. Right. So you're kind of like you're sitting there, going through the the uh, the interview. About an hour later, there's a knock on your on your uh, on your hotel door. You look out and it's Gloria. What do you do? I open the door. You open the door and she's standing there. She's like clearly been crying. She goes, hey, uh, do you have a minute? Yeah, of course. So she, uh, she kind of walks in, right? She looks at like the, uh, all the papers that are laid out on the bed and she kind of looks at him. She goes, where's the, uh, people interview the people magazine interview i put that one on top for you to read it's uh it's it's here right that was the one that bar dog took that you let him take I, I told him to make a copy of it so when he made a copy of it it just like disintegrated the normal copy oh yeah so he took it no, i mean he's, he's like a demon he's not like a copying machine he just shit he made a copy and you know the other one's just like sitting there it's like you know so do you tell her that a demon came and took it no what do you tell her um uh i tell her i misplaced it she looks at you she goes you misplaced it She goes, that was from the first issue that came off the, off the printer. That was, that was like really important to me. What do you mean you misplaced it? And then she says your full name, your first name, middle name, last name. She gives your date of birth. She tells you uh, your social security number. She tells you the past five residences you've lived at. And she goes, I've been doing some looking on you. She goes, I, I know who you are. I know where you've been. She goes, where's my magazine? Where is it? A demon from hell came and I told him to make a copy of it. And instead he burned it up. She pulls out a knife and she just stabs you right in the chest. <laughs> she just yells, she screams, and she stabs you right in the chest. It. she stabs you so many times in the chest you fall on top of the bed and you land face down lip to lip with jonathan taylor thomas your blood just kind of soaks through into the mattress uh you come to and you're you're actually in hell you're in hell because you you lied and then you didn't repent 
So you're like wandering around hell for a long time. You see all these demons everywhere. You're they assign you like a pickaxe, and you're just like picking it at volcanic rock. Trying to stay out of here. No, you're down there, dude. You're in hell for good. Shit. Yeah. One day you uh you like look around. You're like fuck this, and you you like try to like take off. You drop your pickaxe and you run. You're just chained to like this giant boulder. And this demon walks over and it's like, get back behind the rock. And you look up and you're like, fuck. Uh, you go, hey, uh, you know, I, I don't think I should be here, right? Like, you shouldn't be in hell. You're not like, you're not supposed to, you're not a bad person, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't think I did. I don't think I did. You know, not eternity. Yeah. So you're like trying to like rationalize your way out of it. And you're like, Bardog knows me. You know, yeah. And you say Bardog, and the guy like stiffens up. This demon, he like gets like straight as a he like almost grows in size, and he's got like a big club in his hand, and he kind of like takes a step toward you, and he says, "What name did you say?" Bardog. He gets the fucking as red as he is being a demon in hell. He somehow gets even redder, and just spittle starts flying out of his mouth, and he goes. Bar dog fucked my wife, and then he just brings the fucking club down and drives you straight down into the lower level. Aisle. <laughs> <laughs> he hammers you. I scream, the next level. Bar dog. <laughs> you scream, Bar dog, and on the air, you smell a funyun for just a split second. The rest of hell, you're spent picking on volcanic rock, just trying to identify the smell of a Funyun. It's like right there on the tip of your nose and you never fucking guess it. You never get it. And you just spend eternity thinking about a Funyun and you can never put your name, your, your, your finger on what it is. It drives wow. you insane. Wow. Yeah, but you fucking died. God damn it. <laughs> Shit. Thought I was gonna live this time. No. 